What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to For the Cultures, episode six. Is it? Yep. Yeah, episode six. Damn. Yes, sir. I am your co co host. Is that what we're? No. How, how are we saying it, Bex? You are a host. Oh, I'm a host. You're one of the hosts. One I'm of one of the hosts. I am your host, D Boy. And I am your host, Bex Bumble. And we got a special guest in the building with yes. us today. The beautiful, the sensational, the intelligent, well, and what's happening? What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. Thank welcome. you, thank you, thank you. This is our first guest on the show, y'all. Wow. Back. What an honor. I'll gladly take the first. <laughs> first is going to be some big shoes. Yeah. You're our first. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Bex, why don't you tell us a little bit about who so, Ann is? So, who here. I have oh, sitting no. to the right of me, which is pretty cool because I get to, like, you know, tap you if you're, like, taking too long in a conversation. Wow. <laughs> but we have the lovely M-E-H-M. Why do you spell it that way, by the way? That's that's an interesting story. Um for another time. For another time. Okay. But we have the lovely she come M up in the studio. She's got to come up with an acronym. <laughs> oh, maybe I shouldn't. I think you the should. The notorious E-H-N. Yes. But we have M in the studio with us today. Welcome, M. Um, she is in her last year of grad school at oh, SF gosh. State. Thank you, Jesus. Shout out to SF State. Last year. That's Final up. year. Yes. And... She's counseling at Skyline College. Shout out to Skyline Community College. That's yep. what's up. That's yep. what's up. And she's, what do we have, Danny Boy? She's co-instructing over I knew there. you were going to say that. Is she <laughs> co-instructing? Yeah, she's co-instructing at CSM. Uh, can you tell us a little, a little bit about that, Em? Yeah, so I'm also co-instructing um, at the College of San Mateo, which is another community college. Just shout out to community colleges in general. I'm so pro like community college for That's sure because yeah. I you know grew up as a product of it um, mm. but yeah I'm co-instructing a class it's a college and academic success class with Fee so shout out to Fee shout out um, to Fee she's actually the program service coordinator for it's a learning community at CSM called the MANA program mm. and so we, you know what I'm just blown away that I have the opportunity to co-instruct with Fee in a classroom full of Pacific Islander students. Word. It's right, definitely, yeah. yeah, been a huge blessing. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I love me some Fee. She wild. Everybody loves Fee. Who doesn't love Who Fee? Oh, man. That's another story that I have with Fee. That's another story. That's the person who doesn't story. like Fee is listening like, just kidding. Everyone loves Fee. Shout out to Fee. She's Shout doing her Fee. thing. Yep. That's what's up. And, and you're also uh, of Samoan and Tongan descent. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's Samoan. My mom is Tongan. So shout out to the co-creation of Pacific Islander. <laughs> For the best sure. of both worlds, right? Yeah. You're the real yes. <laughs> Right? For real. <laughs> That's what's up. No, we just, I just wanted to highlight that because I also want to celebrate the fact that you are a Samoan and Tongan woman um, mm. In grad Ow. school, right? Mm. In my education. <laughs> wow. Doing the damn thing. And so, you know. That exists. That exists. It ex yeah. They, yeah. You know, they exist. We out there. 
Yeah. Everywhere. Doing big things. Doing yeah. big, big, things. big things. Really good to have yeah. you on the show, Thank you sis. for having me. Yeah, so we're excited to have Em uh, in the studio with us. We are just anticipating just great conversations and discussions with her. We've actually had many discussions off the set. All three of us sitting, um, having enjoying some mimosas, I believe, at this wonderful... I, that, that's how this came wow. to be, right? Yeah, that, really? That's what we're doing on this. Okay. <laughs> no, it hey, all started with some mimosas. <laughs> yeah. We tell the truth on it. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I mean, we may protect, you know, people's identity, but the truth is still going to come out. <laughs> okay. I see. Proceeds. Got it. <laughs> but there were a lot. Of, there's just, we've always had great conversations with M, so we are excited to kind of dig into our normal show. <clears throat> Bruh. What's happening, Bex? What's going on? Uh, you know, not much. I feel like my week was pretty good. Um, I think if there's anything I want to brush on... Nobody got that, you know, like bruh. Oh, I got it. You know, not, it I was snapping, not brush. But I don't know if you can hear. Oh, yeah. I was snapping. Though. I'm glad I, you got that. I feel the feels. Okay. Yeah. Brush on is that today is Sunday. We normally record on a Friday. But yeah, today was a great day. It was a, a very refreshing day in church. Mm. So I got to really feel refreshed. And there's just something about when you just kind of get into a... A space where you are able to just be relaxed and among yeah. great, you know, just fellowship. And that was just an amazing thing. Today's message was focused on tech, like how to how to have a healthy relationship with your mm. tech devices, with right. any laptops, Come on. cell phones, and like whatever. So just any type of device that could be a distraction. And today or an was, addiction, right? <clears throat> or an addiction, that part. Yeah. So yeah, there was like four practical principles that really stood out that I thought was great. But one thing I'll walk away with out of the four principles um, was probably create more than consume. Mm. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold yeah. up, hold up though, hold up though. Because I think I'm speaking for the listeners as well as myself is like, can you drop those four gems on us I feel us like I, sh- I should, come but then on, I shouldn't because if you're no. curious, you can... They're you know. short. Yeah, you could. Yeah. <clears throat> come Dang, on. Dang, I'm just being greedy with my nuggets. L- lace, lace us <laughs> up. Lace us up. Okay, so the four practical principles that we learned today was, one, make the center of your home less technology dependent. Mm. Mm. So what do you mean by center? Of your, of your home. The center of your home is usually the place where you spend the most time at. Mm. So if it's your room, make that less technology dependent. Or if it's the living room, then make just, you know, wherever you're like, you go and relax, make sure all your devices are away from that place. So, yeah, that's the center. Um, two is, that's the one I pretty much just try to highlight, was create more than consume. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's dope. And three is intentionally make space for conversation. Mm. Like I love uh, the pastor's wife spoke today, but she mentioned that like she uses the drive time, like when they're commuting or dropping Uh off. That's uh, called... um, Talk time. Yeah. Drive time is talk time. Nice. So like she's very intentional about like that being like only talk time. Nobody is going to be on their device. No one's going to be listening to the radio. It's Mm -hmm. like this is where we catch up when encourage and whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. And the last one was um, store all of your devices in an out-of-the-way place. So, Like when? Like right when you walk in your door. <laughs> like, 
Like for me, my phone and laptop, it's always to the left of my bed. Like it's right. it's easy. Like I can literally put my hand over my bed and I reach it and it's like boom. So yeah, that is like my bra. It's been like a refreshing time today. Like I needed it because I had such a really draining, tough week. So it was a good reminder that, man, how important relationships are and people are and And conversation. Right. Conversation. Yeah. And how the, you know how important it is to sign out, right? And yeah. unplug. I mean, we have in this conversation that you know, in my family about like my niece being on the computer too much, right? Like she'll go on the computer, watch a show, she'll be on the iPad. Um and I just laugh because it's like, but we've raised her on like being all these technological things, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But of course, like now we see we see the like Dilemma in yeah. having so you know having so much of your attention drawn to the screen. That's right? true. Yeah, right. yeah. And maybe even the TV screen, right? And so we're like looking Absolutely. to enroll her in like some sports or you know music just to do something unplugged. Right. Yeah. So yeah, because I think of a lot of family events, especially the funerals. It's like everybody. Oh my gosh! Everybody's out there, you know, recording every moment because. Yep. All the OG moms. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, everybody going live and shit. Everybody yep. going live. Uh-huh. Everyone. We miss out on just being present and and just really kind of capturing what we need to capture for that moment. Yeah. Nobody we don't practice in the moment settings and yeah. And it's it's interesting too like sometimes I've gotten really uh I've got, I felt really guilty when we're in a space and there's like a moment happening and I'm not capturing it. Mm. Oh. And I have to reconcile with myself. Like, I look, see. not every moment needs to be captured. Yeah. Not every moment needs to be posted and have a caption. It's just you need to be in it and live in it. Yeah. And allow yes. your mind to work to remember it. Because I mm. feel like with all this technology, I've forgotten a lot of things that yeah. have happened. It's also a healthy type of conversational, like, relationship with ourselves and with other people. Mm. So, for example, because I also went to the service this morning with Bex. And one of the things that the pastor's wife was saying that, like, shook me was when we're in conversations or wherever we're at and we're on our phones while the other person is talking to you, which I have done many of times, um, and it's hella hard not to do. But if you're looking at your phone, what you're while the other person is talking to you, what mm-hmm. you're essentially might be saying to the other person or giving them the message is that whoever is on your phone is w- way more important than what you have to say to me right, right now. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Something so basic, so right? True. Right, so yes. it's like, It's so large. Yep. That's the realest. Yeah, but so yeah, just basically lo- knowing how to be intentional about being present. And, yeah. you know, this is yeah. these are one of the tools that one of many tools that I plan on practicing throughout the week. And you gave us the gems. Yeah, right on. That's for free. Share your nuggets. That's for free, Right on for letting us dip in your sauce. I only wanted to share one. (laughs) I only wanted to share one. Dang. Thank you for sharing all four. You know, it's better to to share the information than to hold it all to yourself. I was going to have y'all go get the rest from my church, and I was going to invite you there. That's how I was going to wheel you in church. Sheesh. Hey, but you just brought church to, you know, the show Mm, right now. You feel me? Like, I think that's really dope. There's not like... Yeah. I mean, I'm not... um, I don't go to church faithfully. I actually 
choose not to mm-hmm. um, just because of my own, you know, right. my own stuff. But I definitely believe in a higher power right. and I'm definitely receptive to a lot of the messages. Right. Um, and even like I know, I know God's grace. Mm. You yes. know what I mean? I felt it. I've seen it. Um, and then even, I don't know if I shared this in like one of the episodes before, but like, I feel like it was God that brought me to the point to realize that like, you need to be honest and truthful with yourself that mm. you are gay. Mm. Because if you, you know, if you don't like those, those suicidal thoughts that you keep having is going to, is mm. going to really carry out. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So I definitely, I definitely wow. know it, but, um. Oh, thank you. That's I think, powerful. I think just you sharing all those things, you know, it's it's like it's what we need to hear because we're so plugged in, right? We're so right. tapped in because social media and just even technology is such a tool, right? Right. Even for us to be sitting here mm-hmm. talking through these mics mm-hmm. and communicating with people at you know on a larger scale with these right. conversations is a form mm-hmm. of technology. Right, yeah. Um and sometimes, you know, like the good thing is is that it's there. Right. But then it's also good to, you know, um, back back from it. And I like agree. Right. Sign yeah. out. Word. Yeah. But so the only time uh, next week I, I encourage you all to pick up your phone is when you're listening to our podcast that's released Monday. <laughs> that's the only time I want you to pick up your phone just for like an hour and some change. And after that, go put it back in the storage and hide it and just don't use it no more. And but then, every Monday's use it. And then get it out again and hit us up. You know, let us know what you got. I forgot about that. <laughs> But you get it, y'all, y'all get it. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is for your own discernment. Use these nuggets as you will. <laughs> uh, but it's some real talk out here, right? Yeah, what about you, Bruh. Mm. My goodness, mm. something that I've been noticing this week, um, and I think just even like when it was during, like after my sister Flo's uh, homegoing service, and then just thinking about you know missing my auntie Aggie service. This weekend is uh, Uncle Jungle's service. Mm. Um, I've just been noticing that I feel really, really numb. You know mm. what I mean to this this situation of loss and and even emotion um, when when we're speaking on those who have passed on. When we're having these really deep conversations, you know, at home, it's like, yeah. I don't like I don't feel tears coming out. I don't know. Usually mm. my face, you know, I can't hide my emotions. Mm. But um but I really like I feel it on the inside. You mm. know, like I feel like I'm crying on the inside. I feel like uh I feel broken, you know, just a lot right. of these things and it's like That's real. I just feel so um uh, disconnected and numb to Right. just what's happening. Around, around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like even with work, right? Like work this past week, it's it's been like I've been moving and trying to collect all these uh, portraits and stuff like that and then even edit them. And I have about four four of them put together, you know, as a sample. And then even with the final product, I'm looking at it and I feel like I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I thought I would feel like a sense of uh, accomplishment or, right, right. Or like fulfillment because I did something I set out to do, but it's just like, okay, it's there now. And then so what's the next piece? Mm. Um, yeah, so 
I don't know what that shit is, man, but <laughs> yeah. I've just been feeling really numb and I just wanted to call that out because yeah. you know. How's your self-care been? Uh my self-care has been helping. Mm, um in a sense, you know, I think I've been spending uh, um my uh my auntie sister uh, Maple, shout out to Mapes. Oh, Mapes. <laughs> shout out to Maple. <laughs> uh, she's been spending a lot of time uh, with me, and we just spent a lot of time together, and I really love being in her company, and just we've been playing cards and mm. grubbing really good and watching mm. TV and chilling and just, you know, she's been at the house with us, and I just love having her around, right? Like, That's it's awesome. been a big piece of my self-care. That's what's up. Her and I are That's honorary. Awesome. Her and <laughs> what? Her and I are uh, honorary Tongans. I'm done. And so I dub thee. Uh, so I always tell people, oh yeah, she's my fahu. <laughs> That's why yes. you call her that. And, and, and for those who don't know what a fahu is, and would you mind uh, giving us the rundown? <laughs> Please. It's a very, very important person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I get this uh, wrong, please uh, correct me in you know via email or in the comments. <laughs> Uh, but Bola, I'm gonna make you proud. So, uh, your Fahu is your uh, dad's eldest sister. Yep. And if you have only, if he, if he has only one sister, then she's your Fahu. And then the the kids of the the males in in that in that sibling. Uh, in that family, all of those kids, uh, that older sister is their fahu. Mm. Right? And so so it's kind of like the makai, or it's kind of like right. the person that is revered. And so whatever they want or need, like the kids, you know. Go to. Go to her. They mind her. They, right. you know, they give her like the utmost respect. respect. I think even like on a higher level than the parents, because even the parents are like, hey, you need to do what you're. You know, that's your fahu. Da, da, da. Right. And it also depends oh, wow. on how the wow. fahu expresses, you know, that that uh, that position in the family, right? Because right? there is like a sense of power. And I have heard that people have exploited it. And then I and then I know someone mm. who is a fahu who yeah. just really like she plays a motherly role, but she also takes a backseat to things. Yeah. It gives power to like the Tongan tradition of like a matriarchy. Yes. And women are really, you know, held to like a high you know regard. yeah a mm-hmm. very high regard mm-hmm. oh wow yeah. and so she's my father. okay shout out to your father. shout out to your father. <laughs> <to your fahu. laughs> I, like, uh, I just learned something yeah but she's a big part of my self-care because we just get to you know we get to be our complete selves in front of like we know each other um from top to bottom we were raised as brother and sister even though it was always funny that you know my aunt is a year older than me oh <laughs> wow so yeah so if She's your fahu. How does she? I mean, what what are you, what are you to her? Like just uh, like do they look that like a niece, a nephew, like yeah, niece, nephew, or if I was younger, you know, like uh, her son. Oh, okay. You know, so damn you're near. just your normal time, yeah, whatever. And I asked, I asked that <clears throat> very question. I was like, is there a name yeah. for the the kids who are under the fahu? But no, I mean, at least not from what I've. You know, heard mm. so. Wow, you Interesting. are you are you are honorary Tongan for real. For real. For real. <laughs> <clears throat> so, bruh, for me, 
What happened, man? What's going on? This week, I think overall, has been exhausting, mm, to say yeah. the least. Right. It's been majority, I would say, a good ex- exhaustion. It's like yeah, I feel yeah. like this week I put in a lot of labor of love mm, for my community. So, word. and you know, after that, it's like you want to check out and mm-hmm. not do, veg, like, just be a veg and not do anything. But, um, but then, you know, there, there were some struggles throughout the week mm. that made me question a few things, um, which, you know, that's hard to process a lot. But overall, I think, like, even coming here today, I was hella nervous yeah, to I be mean, on here. Word. And even, like, listening to my voice, it's so weird. It's so weird, huh? Yes, Tom. <laughs> Tom gonna make you sound Don't. good, girl. Don't even treat yes, it. Yes, Tom. But, yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm really grateful for this opportunity. We are grateful. Like, I've, I've known both of you on, and have met both of you in separate, <clears throat> like, separately, um, in different areas. And so I think, like, I'm so fortunate to now come back and be with both of you at the same time. And, like, this this opportunity, I think, is, like, really dope. And knowing y'all, both of y'all for years, I'm like, Going down memory lane, as I know I'm about to be on here to speak, <laughs> and both like play huge roles. So, man, because yeah, you met us um, in different seasons in your life, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, very different seasons. I think very different, different seasons, seasons in our lives too. Yeah. No, really, no. That's yes. That's really Seriously. fun. That's really you, fun. You met me as Pastor Bex. <laughs> yes, I did. Help us, Lord. Praise when did you? Lord, how did you know Jesus. Danny when you first met him? Yeah, so I met. Well, I've kind of already like knew of Danny Boy floating around because he's so much in our community right, that yeah. he, his name pops up in all different types of conversations mm-hmm. when it comes to community building. But um, I think more formally uh, was through Epic when I was a part of Pilot. Shout out to Pilot Cohort 8. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's how I first formally met Danny Boy. And then after that, <clears throat> I kind of just been stuck to Danny Boy. To I know, head. right? Like, I want to be you around just him. Just want to soak in his, his presence. Yes, yeah. his energy. I just want to learn from him. Yeah. Um, and just be around good peoples, which are both of you. So thank you uh, so much. Likewise. Em. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Ditto. The feeling is very mutual. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So my ICU for this week, uh, I was I was going back and forth between who am I going to highlight, right? Because there's so many things that happened this week that really did something. Is something special for me. Um, and so really quickly, before I go into my ICU, I just want to shout out and also recognize that I see y'all, um, the Vakatasi leaders who hey. are over there at CSM. Yep. Um, yes. They're stepping into their leadership roles. Yep. And um, I also have the fortune of being a support to them. And so mm. it, it's an extension of the work that I've been doing for, I don't know, since I was a student. Um, Word. Uh, is just you know helping them build their leadership capacity and even just being of support to them. Yeah, yeah. And it's so it's so fulfilling to see them play into you know play into their roles. Yeah, right. And, yeah, you know, come into their young adulthood. So, so Aww. shout out to all the Vakatasi leaders. Yeah, uh, For eighteen and nineteen over there at CSM, uh, I see y'all. I see them too. Yes, that's uh, good. Yeah. But my big ICU for this week, uh, I want to. I want to recognize my Uncle Soma mm. um, because we had a healing space, uh, Journey to Empowerment, uh, this past Friday was dedicated to the memory of Jungle. And uh, we just, you know, wanted to 
come and have conversation and, you know, just just offer up the space for the community. Mm. And so it was really heartwarming to have Soma there. And when we were having discussion, he brought up the fact that, you know, Jungle was murdered, right? Mm. And, and Jungle is somebody's father, husband, son, yep. brother, uncle, and friend. Right. Um, and if we're thinking about the community work that we're doing, the community work that Jungle was doing, we also need to look at who the perpetrator is, right? The perpetrator mm. is somebody's baby. Mm. The perpetrator might be somebody's, you know. That's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Right. That's yeah. somebody's father. You know, that could be somebody's father. That's somebody's son, brother, friend. Mm. And like, how do we how do we move with that in thinking about the community work that we're doing? Mm. And so for, you know, Uncle Soma to bring that up, like he was talking about, like he doesn't know how he would react, you know, like sometimes when he thinks about it, he would react, you know, in a revengeful kind of way. And mm. then like when he thinks about it on another time, right, it's it's more of a restorative justice kind of way, right, where it's wow. like, yeah, it can't be an eye for an eye or a life right, for a yeah. life, right? It has to be like, how do we, or like, or not maybe not us, but like how does something feed into this person to to hopefully heal them from what they're going through, right? right? And that's such a deep level of like analysis and reflection yeah. and conscientiousness that like a lot of people, including, you know, ourselves, everybody, right? Like, because we're all imperfect. Right. But it's, it's a hard level to reach and always keep, you know, keep in mind, right, yeah. you know, when dealing with this, because the the, uh, the first thing folks want to do is retaliate off right. top, right? Especially right. like with the street code, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you take one of mine, I'm going to take one of yours, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I always think about myself, like, shit, if somebody was, you know, going to take somebody that really meant a lot to me, like, I, I'm afraid of what would happen because I think I might just black out. Right. And, and I'm, and I would throw it all away, you know what I mean? Just to know that I got that person. Right, yeah. But that's what I think now, right? right? Mm. What would it be like if I was in the, you know, in the jail cell, like really reflecting and thinking about it? Or even if I wasn't here anymore, right? Like mm. I couldn't handle it and take my own life after taking somebody else's life. Just real, right. Just mm. all that shit, right? right? And it makes me think about when I learned about the story of the... um I forget what it was called, but it was about the young, the young um, uh, black kids that was at church. I think they were all young girls. They were in the bottom of the church. It was a Sunday, and then that white man uh, set the church on fire. I think this might have been in like the either the forties, fifties, or sixties, mm. like around that, you know, around that era. The oh, church, wow. the church burned down, and and the young, the young uh, children in there. Burnt with it, right? Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, one of the fathers. The Birmingham or the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yep. Wow. Um, one of the fathers of the young girls who was um, who was murdered, you know, when they when they interviewed him and and they asked him a question about like, you know, how he feels or whatever. He mentioned the fact that he, as a Christian man, mm. you know, has to find forgiveness right, right. for the mm. for the person who did this, right. right? Even at the at the moment, you know, where he's most vulnerable and that he lost his his daughter and his child in such a violent 
such a violent and cruel way, right? right. Like right. to have that kind of level of forgiveness or even just like what we would call it now is also like restorative, right? Like, right. like how do we reach that level, you know? And how do we get to that point where we look beyond revenge and see the other person for who they are, what they went through, and how much of that brought them to that point in their life to take someone else's life. Right. And I just, I, I don't have the answer for that, right? Like, yeah. But it's something so compelling to sit with. So, right. So for that, I just want to tell my Uncle Soma that I see you and I hear you. And that's amazing. We're going to figure this shit out. Yeah. yeah. Danny Boy. I just want to like kind of add to that because one of the things when you spoke about the father and his level of forgiveness, I felt, um, I think one of the things that spoke out to me the most was that you said he was a man of faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, like, I think I'm able to understand that um, to some degree because there's a lot of teachings, you know, in, in the Bible that helps us kind of process our anger and help us really just kind of really just put our hope and like our trust in a higher power and like. It's, I mean, I honestly don't know if I'm able to do that. And I'm one that practices my faith not often as I should. But right. <clears throat> that's another level of discipline. But that's, yeah. and that's what it is, right? Is discipline. Yeah. Because oh, he, yeah. he, he stated in his uh, interview that because he was a Christian, because of his faith, mm -hmm. that's what gave him the discipline to allow himself to forgive mm -hmm. the man who took his daughter's life. Right. right. I don't know if he ever, ever forget, maybe not, but like, you know what I mean? Like just, and there's so many stories like that where yes. perpetrators, especially Balangi ones, right? Because mm. I feel like there's a lot of stories where black folks um, who who are mistreated, who are murdered, who are, you know, just treated with such cruelty are able to forgive those who have essentially oppressed them, right? Right, um, right. yeah. Um. That's just that's just so mind-boggling to me because I you know just from what we're taught and you know at home and in these streets is like I remember hearing about you know like there's there's parents out there who say like hey if you go if you're out there and you get into a fight or whatever and if you lose then you're gonna when you come home I'm gonna beat your ass right there, right, right? right. Yeah. so then what do you think that that teaches the kid that teaches the kid man I gotta fight I gotta beat their ass because if I come home then I'm gonna get my ass beat right. Right. It's right? like survival. It's survival mode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's survival mode. So it's just so like that restorative, like just keep thinking about restorative justice. Right. Yeah, right. What does that mean? Right. And like even the sense of what's that? Like decolonization, right? Mm -hmm. Decolonizing work. That word. Right. I'm always yep. like, how do you, how can you do decolonizing work and still um, be like a Christian? Right. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, questioning or judging anybody yeah. um but that's like you know that's a form of decolonizing right is like picking apart the pieces in which we have been colonized yeah but then also reconciling with the fact that like yeah i do decolonizing work and i am a christian and i can do both yeah right i think it has a lot to do with um and i've heard it in your in the previous podcast that y'all have talked about it's just so many layers mm -hmm. yeah and yeah, like yeah. they intersect with each other at like any given day or even any given moment, it could be one thing and then the next five minutes, it's it's a different process. Right. So it's like, 
trying to balance that and then like who's our support to help us balance that in like a healthy way word yeah so forgive me y'all i took up a lot of time but that's my icu i got hot real quickly if y'all could see what d-boy is doing right now did you hear that snap tom make sure you make that snap sound good i'm just gonna let everyone's imagination flow right now some his pi church lady fan what is fan no they have an Ely. okay this is oh yeah yeah no and that's a legit fan this is a bougie no that's a little uh that's less lightweight yeah that's from the dollar store <laughs> it was in my niece's gift bag so i was like shit it's a fan i need it it's gonna be hot i'll be sweating that's real okay so who's next who what's your icu my icu is really short and brief but i was able to come up with it right now but my icu i've been really um just encouraged by everybody giving um just a, a shout out and tagging us every time they uh they they screenshot you know that hey I'm tapping in with y'all mm-hmm. like I'm Word. listening to the love is real weekly and I've been really really just like feeling the love I'm sure you've been feeling too because you've been replying to people they just kind of tag our names and it's I've like, been replying to people this ain't you've podcast. been one of them you know seriously no, I, I mean you've been yeah even one to show love as well and we just give I just want to give a shout out to you guys we see you like if we're not if we're if we didn't reply to you. On, on any of our social media outlets, we see you and we mm. just appreciate that you guys are allowing us to just really connect with you in that way. And yeah, so just keep doing it. Keep connecting yeah. with us. Let us know. Again, don't be afraid to give us feedback. Uh, shoot us an email and um, even hit us up on our D- in our DMs or on uh, any post that we post up. What's the email? The okay. email. Thank Oops. you for asking. Yeah. The email is for, F-O-R, the T-H-E, cultures q u l t u r e s at gmail.com so Dope. please hit us up we uh we got a, an, an email that we're excited to talk about later in our chop it up section yes, but i mean i yes. i definitely see you like just for the 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 person that hit us up in our email i mean mm-hmm. we are I, I don't even want to give it away because it's i'm just excited to kind of tap in with you guys with that word, but yeah. just for that person that hit us in the email just want to let you know I see you too. So yeah. That's dope. Watch you, Em. Yeah. My I see you is a person in my life that's very important. My see you is actually my sister. My sister, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. That's my I see you. Shout out to, yeah. Shout out to my sister. Um, I think she is my I see you because aside from all the great work that um, like community leaders, celebrities, Um, advocates um, who are Pacific Islander who are helping to build our community I think so much of like parenthood gets like underappreciated sometimes and under acknowledged Mm. and you know Mm. my sister has three sons and for those who are close to me and know me they know that my three nephews are my life they know how much I love them and they so much surround like my why or my purpose in being who I am Mm. And I mean, and when I think about that, I I can't not acknowledge my sister. And so, yeah, she something about motherhood. It's just such a hard tasking job just for me witnessing. Right. Because I don't have kids. Um, And so but like, yeah, from just motherhood and in it of itself is is such a struggle, Mm. especially in in our Pacific Islander community. And yet I still see them doing it tenfold. And right. so, you know, I see my sister for all the hard work she does 
Um, because a lot of the times growing up um, in my family, people would initially acknowledge me, <clears throat> excuse me, as like the one who's accomplished because I'm still in education. I'm still trying to pursue school. Um, and so sometimes it, my sister gets missing from that conversation mm. and yet she still does so many accomplishments, right? Mm, like right. she has to get up every day, works a full-time job, um, like working in terms of like, monetary value and also working as soon as she gets home like so the clock don't stop yeah Yeah, like you're that forever and um yeah i just yeah i just so appreciate it and even super mom being also means being imperfect right right also means asking Mm -hmm. help also means we need our village to show up in parenting too and right yeah so i think uh, yeah like sarah i see you i appreciate you i could i could definitely say more right than i than i than i acknowledge but um yeah i I see her i appreciate her that's what's up that is what's up all right yeah you know we're gonna before we even announce our next segment like i know you you recently um did something this weekend right on saturday you had a was it a walk? It was a walk, right? Yeah, yesterday. Wait, is it Sunday? <laughs> it's Sunday. Yesterday was, um, I was at the Climate Change March in San Francisco. Nice, nice. Um, that was dope. Shout out to all the people that, like, the coordinators, volunteers, everything, especially the indigenous right. communities. Mm. Shout out um, to the indigenous folks. For sure. Um, yeah, so yesterday what it was, it was a march for climate change. Oh. And so there is just like a Pacific Islander group um, that includes like Kanaka Maori, Native Hawaiians, Samoans, Fijians, Tongans, um, Chamoru folks from Guahan and um, Marshallese and just all over Oceania. Um, who came together yesterday to uh, walk in representation of, like, the climate change effects uh, back in the homelands, like, in our island nations. But also us who still live in the United States in this diaspora, like, how we can still support Mm. over there. And so, yeah, it was just all, it was about visibility. It was about strengthening our youth. It was really dope because we had Marshallese youth from Sacramento lead our Pacific Island a Pacific Islander contingency, and so nice. that's what's up. Shout out to yes. the Marshallese community Marshall? for real. I know, right? Yakwe. I seen the <laughs> yes. pictures too. I seen those pictures. Yeah. So not only was it the Marshallese youth, but it was like the Marshallese youth women in the front, like holding the banners, walking. Come so on, man, it's and that's big. Dope. That's big because I've heard it's like a real patriarchal. Uh, it can be community, right? Like, in the Marshallese. Yeah, yeah, the Marshallese yeah. community. It can be for sure. So it was really beautiful yesterday, and we just all got together, you know, because we all, at the bottom line of everything in our alignment, we all are like for our people, for our cultural heritage right, in, right, in Oceania. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. Um, Thirty thousand plus folks what? were there yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was wow. Hella dope and so so it's uh, indigenous people of all different all different groups right yeah like so native americans yep. alaska is it alaskan yep folk? yep yep the native wow. Alaskans, yep. And, and this happens every year yeah it happens every year and then and then yesterday it was just like a national day so all over the world folks were marching Word. for you know indigenous communities and climate change and how that affects um wow that particular group so yeah it was hella dope and i'm just so fortunate to be there and also, I acknowledge, you know, for those who weren't there and able to make it, 
people are still doing the work behind scenes, like yeah. not mm. necessarily at the front, like marching and everything. Um, but there's so many ways to like advocate for social justice and climate change. Right, right. Um, and it re- honestly, well, for me, it's it really starts with me and like my mm. awareness around it. Um, so yeah, it w- it was a really good experience. That's awesome. Yeah. For real. And I just want to shout y'all out because I definitely seen a lot of the work and preparation uh, to be at the march um, from you and other folks who were who were participating. And even, like you said, even though there were many of us who weren't able to be there, like for y'all to be marching on the front line for all of us, especially those of us who are in the diaspora who are mm. aware or unaware, mm. you know, like, we stand on your shoulders. So, mm. I mean, I just really want to give y'all much respect and much love for being out there mm. and for fighting for our people. Yeah, and, and we feel that, too. Like, I definitely felt all, like, all our peoples, like, right behind us, there in spirit, like, really fighting for this. It was very interesting. The, so the march was super organized, and I think how the layout was, was before the march, there's a certain order to which mm. uh, certain communities and certain organizations can line up in the march. Mm-hmm. So they had like, they called it the indigenous block. And it was basically, hey. Hey, this is it was this whole <laughs> block of just the indigenous population. So um, leading the forefront was the native folks of California, right? And specifically to the Bay Area, to the Ohlone tribe. And Shout then, out to the Ohlone tribe. Yeah. And then, um, and then all the different other indigenous groups and then everyone else. Like, so all the allies who okay. support yeah, the yeah. cause. Dope. Um, you know, it's order, right? Like, it, it is order. It's like... You know, know the positions of how much space was being taken up by non-indigenous people. Know your place. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> so, and and on top of that, and I I chopped it up with y'all about this too. It, it was also like, for sure, saw some barriers with mm. like certain non-indigenous people, certain oh. Balangi people who feel the need to take up space because there was, there was an organization who actually cut the line in the indigenous block and wanted to just like insert themselves in that space. Mm-mm. Big eye roll for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> so, so luckily, you know, we have like the language to uh, to let them know like that's not okay, and you can definitely participate, but like on the sidelines, right? where the non-indigenous folks are because it's not about you. It's about what these people have gone through, through climate change that mm. honestly, maybe you come from a direct ancestry and lineage that put them <laughs> the in oppressors. the oppressors. So. The colonizers. <laughs> and and that's, it's so hard for them to take a back seat because they're used to being in the front seat. Oh, it was tough. So we, well, yeah. Okay, so, amen. So mm-hmm. since Teresa had to tell a few Balangi folks like, um, y'all can't be here, right? You're not a part of our contingency group and, it, for them to like see and be hella uncomfortable with that, we were like, yeah, sit in that uncomfortable. Sit with that shit. Sit with it real quick and mm-hmm. sit with it in the back and mm-hmm. just support us. Because if not, then what's the purpose, you know, of you uh, coming here to support? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's so a- she was pretty polite about it. Like very just- no, she was very direct. I, I can okay. see it. I can yeah. see yeah. it. I can feel it. I know that girl. I know that girl. She was direct. Yes. It wasn't she no was sweetness, like, Sit no your sugar. Ass over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little harsh. And she was, she was just straight up like, like what you will not do. Oh, yeah. Okay. What you will not do. She and I can a... see it. Yeah. But see, that's such a symbol of like, that's such a symbol of how, fuck, I had it in my head. No, it's just a symbol of how we, like, 
we don't have to necessarily like this idea that we have to be nice, that we have to tiptoe around like certain groups because for years we've been feeling like um, inferior, you know, with those yeah. those certain mm. types of folks. But it's like, no, it's really us using our voices to stand up for what is just, what is mm-hmm. right. right. Like stand our ground. Yeah, exactly. You made me you you helped me um, remind myself that what I was thinking about is that it's such a symbol of how. You know, they may feel like we're being exclusive, but that's how we live our lives mm. in this country, in the diaspora, as Pacific right. Islanders, right, right. Right? right? And even like for other uh, communities of color, right? Yeah. Other people of color, especially like the uh, the black community, the Latino community. Now we're looking at um, what, like the, the, the Muslim community, yep. right? All of the, just all of the people who are marginalized, we... We feel such a sense of inferiority because they are the superiority, right? And like still they want to take space. And still they want to take space. That's what, like, yeah. That's why we have to call them out and, like, hold them accountable and explain it to them right. that, look, we're, we get to be exclusive right now yeah. because there are never times where we are in this space. Like, you're taking up our space exactly. again. Yeah, because there was this Balangi dude that was, like, when I was talking to him and asking him, like, oh, you know, um, you know, what 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 group are you under? What org? And he said he came there as an individual, but that he's like, yeah, I feel climate change is like the most important topic to talk about. You know, I feel so passionately about it because that's what I majored in college. Mm. And I was like, yo, uh, I, okay. And, I bet that pissed Teresa off real good. Yeah, I was like, okay. And like, you don't live this daily. Like mm-hmm. every day there are folks in Oceania that like die from the climate change effects. Right. And so for you to say like, it's just a major while that's nice. But like you said, you really need to remember that the space that you're taking up is actually like like supporting the harm mm-hmm. of what the purpose of the climate change march was. So well, I learned about this in my ethnic <laughs> I, studies I, I class. I'm so I done with your Balangi voice. Say, hey, excuse me, all my listeners out there, but I just gotta say it one time for the colonizers. Hey, ufa. I cannot. It it is photocultures. So. Photocultures. <laughs> forgiveness. Forgiveness, my people. Forgiveness. Oh yeah, forgiveness is a thing. Yeah. I'll just um, say that it was dope. Yeah. But before you know, before we just wrap this piece up, I just want to ask the question of like what did it feel like to be Pacific Islanders represented in such a march on a global scale? Mm, I Man, I felt so activated and I like the whole time marching, like I just had goosebumps because my body physically, I felt like was responding to an awareness, like a sense of awareness that wouldn't have been acknowledged any other day Mm -hmm. throughout most of our lives. And so like for me to feel super activated in that, like, and I also had just like so much hope for like the future younger generation to see them leading us. That was a really humbling humbling experience because it's like we say they're the new ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so to see them in that spot, I was really, I was super humble. And, you know, it's definitely something to, con- it's a it's a continued work, right? The march was yeah, nice. Yeah. And also there's, there's 364 days of the year <laughs> left to try to figure these things out. Right. Even one topic or issue out of many. So that's why I need the support, y'all. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really trying my best and we are trying our best to support each other and show up for each other because 
I mean, sad to say, but like, who else will? Mm. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, like we, even our ally population is a bit sparse these days. <laughs> so mm. even even within just like even with our own people understanding right. the importance, right? And so, I mean, I think for us, you know, like we're gonna do our best to keep folks, yeah. you know, up to date and let them know about these opportunities because we gotta do it for other cultures, right? Right. right. This is something that's important to us, and and I think what's important about the issue of climate change. And us as Pacific Islanders is that our homelands are like some of the first places to experience, um, yep. you know, the first lo- and the most losing losing our homelands. It only right? takes like one one cyclone, one natural quote natural disaster to completely wipe out our landmass right. and be completely underwater. Right. And f- like folks don't understand that because they think like it's such a far away place and mm-hmm. it's not relevant, but it really is. It and, really is. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like these cultures have been here for thousands mm-hmm. of years, even before Columbus. Oh gosh, don't even the get other, the, other, the other oof. <laughs> Before he Y'all discovered, should create a new oof segment. <laughs> or, or no, not not Columbus, Captain Cook. <laughs> you know the one that the Native Hawaiians ate. Yeah, that Yay. motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. that's dope. You know, I really yeah, yeah. just want to shout out all the PI folks who are making visibility for our for the cultures. Definitely. You know, yes. the cultures. Yes. Standing up for our homelands and out there on the front lines, yep. speaking up about this. Thank you very much for all the work that you do. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So uh, I know we've spoken a little bit about um, just, you know, hey, you know, kind of encouraging everyone to send emails or give us some feedback. And um, just last week, um, Danny Boy and I, we got an email. Finally. Ooh. One email. <laughs> I like, Is that Danny, for real? We, we just need one email. Well, you know, it's a new thing. You know, people right. have been hitting hitting us up like on our personal pages in the DMs or in the comments. Yeah. Oh, what? They be sliding in the DMs? Not like not, that. Not in that way. Well, not, you know, not yet. Maybe not yet. Not no, yet. <laughs> oh, is that a call for action right now? Tell yeah. You okay, if guys. You want to hit up my <laughs> Do the private, the personal Tama account. Irie. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, we've been just really encouraging every episode. We've been encouraging um, just our listeners to give us some feedback. Just ask whatever you want to ask, or just you know, we're there if you guys need us and. We finally got one that was super cool. Um, We just we're excited to kind of talk about it. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna totally be very respectful to this um, individual. To this individual, because should we give this individual like a a fake name? That's let's give. I like that. Let's give an alias. Yeah. What do you think? Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? I think we should call this person. Let's My, give it a let's give it a PI. Oh, really? We PI should, name. We should call this person Malosi. 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 And what does Malosi mean? And does Malosi mean anything in Tongan? I think isn't that like not a good thing in Tongan? <laughs> what does it mean? But it means strength. Yeah, I know that. I'm waiting for the <laughs> Tongan. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I like I like that. I like that. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means. I don't know. So yeah, we got we got um right now it's email time, but we're gonna use our email read as part of our um chop it up segment. But I am gonna read an email. Actually, Danny Boy, you wanna do the honors and read our email? I think you have a sexier voice when it comes oh to kind of goodness. reading. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Remember 
He's the, like, oh my goodness, the username this is true. Is Malosi. <laughs> Malosi. All right, so Malosi says, this is um, actually addressed to Bex in response to the previous email. So Malosi says, thanks for the reply. Is it safe to ask, at what age did you know you were queer? If I'm being totally honest, I too am queer. Bye. And believe it or not, you are the second person I've told. I'm still in the closet about everything, and I relate to your story the most. I'm also Christian, grew up in the church, and was always told that the lifestyle wasn't acceptable and that all gays go to hell or whatever. Dang. And that honestly scared, that honestly scared me because, I mean, who wants to go to hell, right? Mm. So I've always brushed off the feeling and never entertained it until I was 24. Mm. Got involved with a coworker at work. That's over and done. One of the hardest breakups I've ever went through. Never mixed business with pleasure. Mm. I couldn't talk to anyone about it because no one knew I was dating a female. I swear, there have been so many times where I've wanted to come out to my parents and family or even just tell one of my many cousins that are also open about their sexuality. But nope. I know that they'll accept me no matter what, but I guess I haven't built up enough courage to come out yet. So, I mean, you ain't going to be the only one who came out in their 30s. Mm. I am currently on in the same boat. Anyways, sorry for sharing my secret life story. It's just nice to actually talk to someone who can relate. Mm. Wow. That last part, though. <sighs> Man, the whole piece. Wow. Shout out to Malosi. Malosi. And wow. I feel like that's an appropriate name, Em, because, you know, I think it took a lot Brilliant of... Brilliant name. It took a lot of strength for this person to muster up the courage to send this email. Yeah. So... Yeah, where do we start? Well, first of all, thank you, Malosi, for uh, reaching out, you know, and just really yeah. mustering up the courage to uh, just share, you know, yeah. just type out your story to us. I don't. I mean, I can just imagine how that felt, sharing... What, I'll, I'll admit that when I read this email, um, it goes back to the feeling I've been feeling right where I was numb. But I was like mm. overjoyed and like just wrapped in the comfort of like our accomplishment, right? Like mm. it just felt like this was an accomplishment. This was a win because mm. somebody felt strongly enough to reach out to us and share something so personal to them. Simply because they can relate to our stories, mm, specifically yes. your story, Bex. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything, y'all know that's her anxiety uh, sound. <laughs> but if anything, you know, like the reason why I felt so comforted was because this is what we set out to do this podcast for. Oh <laughs> me, I'm over here shitting while we're. I'm not. I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at these no, two. Not the situation at, at, at Bex. Be serious. Y'all should, be serious. Y'all should do a video <laughs> podcast so everyone can see. Catch our facial our expression. But nah, for anyway. real though, I, you know, Bex. I think this is something that we really, you know, when we were having our deep conversations, especially mm. when we were at a training, and we was like, let's just really talk about it, because so you know, like some of the information was a little too dense and so we needed to take breaks and so when we oh, go outside oh. we have conversation right and so it was it's really just it's really dope that somebody reached out and feels comforted because we're just simply sitting here telling our truths 
And who would have thought like our truth would, you know, because when we shared our story, when we were like, we don't know why we're doing that. We want that for our own freedom. Right. We weren't, we were hoping they would reach somebody, but we're just like, let's just do it. I mean, this is more for us than anything. If, if anything, it's more for my freedom than anybody else. But yeah, what are some things that we can, that stood out to you when you heard this? And I'm going to go straight to you because I know Danny Boy has a lot of good nuggets to pull out of this, but we'll all kind of discuss like some things that, you know, we want to highlight and possibly direct it towards Malosi as encouragement or just, you know, tools or resources or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just listening, this is like, I think the second or third time um, you've shared the email to me um, for the purpose to talk about it here. But um, I think the first thing that, that comes to me is, the society that we live in of folks who have the privilege and power not to worry about this exact concern that Malosi has emailed y'all, like the society that we have created to Mm. put folks, specifically folks, you know, who identify as queer, to put them in this space um, where they have to struggle with this and and I say that for me because I'm 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 a person who identifies as cishet, right? So I'm like a cisgendered heterosexual person. Mm-hmm. Um I always am mindful to think about cuz when we think about um power and privi- privilege and I was talking to Teresa about this and she was saying, you know, most of the time when we have privilege and power, we don't recognize it. And so that's what's the dangerous part about having these conversations or just living our daily lives, right. not realizing at the same time it also like tells another group of folks or a part of their identity that they're unimportant or that is that doesn't matter as much because it's not um, accepted openly right. and freely yeah. in our society. So I was thinking all those things were like running through my mind when you were reading the email. And so honestly, like the first thing I thought was like, First of all, yes, like wow, Malosi, like for sure. And second, like how can I show up then? How can I support um, just folks in general, um, especially folks who identify as queer from the LGBTQIA plus communities? Mm. How can I show up um, in a way that will support them, right? And right. that's the question that I always have that I also ple- like ask both of y'all too, right. um, like in these conversations. Because I also want to be a part of that healing. I just want to know where my place is. Or even if I have a place to be in conversation of, like, what these solutions are to support. I know you mentioned earlier um, that you um, identify cisgender. Can you kind of give, like, a background just for the listeners who don't know what exactly that means? Yeah, so... It's a so cishet is just like the shorter version of cisgendered heterosexual. Mm. It's a person that identifies as the sex they were born as. So for me, I was born as a female biologically and are attracted to the opposite sex. So that's just that in and of itself is a whole ass privilege, first of all, first and (laughs) foremost. And whether we like to realize it or not, there's just certain things that as cishet folks we don't have to worry about and right. at the same time to challenge ourselves that that that's even more reason 
to be concerned about it right. and have it in our daily lives and challenge ourselves to think about that. Yeah. So, word, yeah. word. Well, you, Danny boy, what are some of the things that stood out for you? I, mean, I just want to say thanks real quick to yeah. M, you know, just for being such an ally. Oh, yeah. And to recognize, you know, like her position in, in this conversation and in this space um, because it's everything that she was just explaining about, like those who, you know, like in the march were trying to insert themselves where they didn't need to be inserted. Um, mm-hmm. And so just being mindful of that, like it really, it really is comforting to know that like yes. you apply what you believe in, yeah. right? What you see. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, so many other people, you know, especially those who speak on the LGBTQIA plus community, right. um, especially like those who may come from like the old school beliefs, right? Like, to speak on a community that you know nothing about or that you don't identify with, but like we'll use we'll use like the Bible mm. and and all of the scriptures as condemnation and mm. and um and shame right. to a community. Like take a take a lesson from from what it means to to speak to something you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um this this email from Malosi, like it just really struck me because there were so many layers, right? Like one mm-hmm. layer I wanna or one um, piece I wanna highlight is the fact that sh- that Malosi was in a relationship with somebody at work and it didn't end well, right? And and to never mix business with pleasure, but I think you know from my own personal experience. It may not be the fact of mixing business with pleasure, because that's a thing, right? Like it's that's a real that's a real life thing. Yep. But I don't know. Could it be a, a cop out to something deeper? Right. right? Could it be mm-hmm. a, a cop out to something deeper? Because I've been in situations where I've dated or messed with people like on the low, in the shadows. Right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and even like in a in a what I thought was a relationship with someone with an individual. And come to find out, like, it was just this whole, this whole, like, fucked up thing, this whole fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. I was in such a dark place that I couldn't, um, I couldn't talk to anybody about it because I didn't have that space, right, mm-hmm. to speak so freely about the relationship that I was right. in or how fucked up the situation was. And so, like, I, I was fucked up while I was, you know, going through that and then after it and I really had to deal with it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder if like for my Lucy mm-hmm. with this relationship, was it for you know, I feel like it could be for the simple fact that it had to be a relationship on the under, right? In the mm-hmm. shadows. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to navigate when trying to express love and mm-hmm. connection and relationship. Or just even yeah, to build a relationship, right? right? And so it's just, it's concerning, but it's also very recognizable, you know? Right. Um, And I just, I don't know, that's something that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of things that um, I had to kind of sit and figure out, like, well, I mean, I, one, I totally identify with this whole story, especially, um, you know, being how that she is a woman of, Faith, Malosi, and um, like I think that emotional part alone is like a battle in itself. Like the whole like 
understanding your faith and then understanding your sexuality. Those are two mm. separate fights. Right. And like, because that's two separate fights that I had to deal with. And I don't know how deep, you know, she is, Malosi is in her faith. But, you know, I know that all the expectations that come from family and um, just church community, there's a lot of expectation of how we should be and how we should live. Mm. So I know that 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 type of narrative is always pushed on her. And like, <clears throat> I just I just try to immediately put myself in Malosi's shoes emotionally first before anything. And I was completely like, completely broken in a lot of what she mentioned. Wow. And it was... It was really hard to, you know, to really swallow. That's why when she emailed this, it was I didn't send it to you immediately. I sat with this and read it for a while mm. because I wanted to have enough to say to her, you know, enough uh, enough insight to kind of give back to my Lucy. But um, just, you know, as someone who has been in the church community and like I didn't really I didn't embrace that that identity while I was in the church, although it was always something that I've always felt like, should I entertain it? I wonder what, what I, you know, all this what if. Mm. I just knew I could not really dive into that thought yet because I knew it was the wrong thing to do. Mm. But was it a thought that I've always wanted to entertain? Yes. But I just knew it was against everything that I believed. So, yeah, she, Malosi, I don't know, man. This is a tough thing to really help give you know, insight to because yeah. one, it hits home, but another, there's hope, you know, there's a huge hope because the hope was that Malosi found um, people that she can identify with right. that helped unlock her, you know, where she was in bondage, you know, she like... Mm. Malosi, and she's still in bondage. Yeah, she still mm. is. I want to, you know, acknowledge the fact that she's yeah. still in bondage, right? right. Like. We're protecting her identity. Yeah, yeah. Because she's in bondage. And, yeah, and, and, no, definitely. And we need to, right? Mm. Of course. Because we, we understand that process. Yeah. I remember you were, um, earlier today, you were talking about, um, in reference to the email, then what it, what would it look like to have a culture of acceptance? Right, yeah. In order to feel comfortable to share that identity to like publicly to other folks? Right. So, I mean, for both, I mean, what would that look like for, for both of y'all to, like, be in a space where you can feel okay to, like, or a culture that, like, accepts that identity for what it is, for however, however it's viewed? <sighs> you know, I, I don't have an answer for that. I thought that that question uh, that you asked earlier, too, was very, like, layered because that's assuming mm. that we can redesign mm. a culture mm. that we live in right that part that yeah. we can redesign our reality but but essentially we can right because it begins right. with us it right. begins with those who are understanding of um accepting and loving folks right because loving and accepting is i feel like it's two different things yeah even though they can be the same yeah because like for my for my situation my dad Loves me no matter what. But he is not completely accepting of the fact that, like, I may bring a guy home, mm. right? And, mm. like, getting used getting used to, like, seeing that or being around that, right? And then I, and, and to be respectful, I want to be mindful of, like, okay, I want to bring 
if I bring a guy home, it's because he means something, but I'm not going to do all the PDA, right, like in front of everybody mm. because I need to be mindful of their comfort, right. even though layers, yeah. even though I shouldn't, right? Even though I shouldn't, I should. It should be okay. I don't know what that is, but that's but that's that's just how I see myself being able to, being able to navigate that right now, mm, right? Yeah. And so even to be at this level with my pops is like is like a huge win, even though it's not the complete thing of when you think about acceptance, right? right? Yeah. So I mean. It, it, if I had to think about like an alternate universe or, or like reality, <laughs> yeah. right? It would just be that parents have conversations with their kids at a young age about what the LGBT community right. is, right? And mm-hmm. what it means. And, and then even at, like to be okay with like, hey, you know, and maybe you might experience these type of feelings um, and that you can come and talk to me about this right or we right. can have a conversation right yeah because using the bible to tell them that they're wrong or that 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 those ideas are 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 not right they're sinful or or that you're going to go to hell that it's just going to be how it is now right <clears throat> and so it really just has to start at home right um that's true because yeah. There's layers, yeah. yeah. There's hella layers. And honestly, for me, I feel like it's like this. Let me calm myself down real quick because I'm slowly getting angry. But <clears throat> our social status is not our identity. Mm. You know, I think for the longest, and I'm speaking personally, my status, my work, what my platform was my identity to everyone that knew me. Mm. And that that's that was just a piece of me. That wasn't me as a whole. But because of that, I was put up to this, well, I'm sorry. I was held up to this high standard that I had to live this blameless life because of how our our community viewed what pastor and or anybody in ministry, you know, you know, anybody who does that type of work, right. how they should live and mm-hmm. just kind of like this lifestyle they should have at that time. And nobody, very few people knew me as Bex. You know, and that's that was my primary identity. Mm. Very few people knew me as that because most of the people that still know me now know, know me as like my last status, mm. which was mainly in the church setting. So, I mean, just understanding that, like, if we can kind of understand that we are not what we do or we are not what we like, you know, where we wherever we position ourselves, like that's just a piece of us. I think when people kind of tap into like the reality of like, I am human. I make mistakes. Yeah. I ha- I'm like, you know, fallible of anything. Yeah. It's easier to kind of be open to, oh, oh, guys, you know, Bex is gay, you know? Right. Versus, oh, she does this in church. She's also this, you know, like mm. it's all those things. When they hear she was a pastor, now the view- perception is so different. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, wait, you're a pastor? Because if I'd said, hey, guys, you know, I'm a queer woman. I'm doing this. They would be like, oh, that's awesome. You know, she's very open with her sexuality. Oh, by the way, I used to pastor for a few years. What? Right. Mm. It's that such changes a, everything. Yeah. It's such a conundrum to see yes. those two things in the same sentence, right? And I think acceptance, if we want to talk about motherfucking acceptance, okay. is, Speak about is it. the fact that if we did live in an accepting world, you would be able to be Pastor Bex. And, and be queer in the church and be accepted 
because you, Thank you are living your truth yeah. and you still work from a place of love no matter right. what. And I really hate the fact Sucks that like that. that like queer people are often like can be viewed as like, oh, those people are sick. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna um touch your children and shit like that, right? Like to be fucking compared I to know. a pedophile. Yeah. That's fucked up, right? I've, and so many queer, you know, so many yeah. so many children in general, regardless if you're queer or straight, um, you know, are unfortunately like uh, how do you say it? They are victims of right. sexual violence, rape, molestation, mm-hmm. right? And and even it can happen, you know, as close as like in the home, right? Right. By parents, by siblings, by uncles, grandparents, right? And, yeah. And it's God. That's a whole another. That's a whole another layer in conversation. Um, So, I mean, just to take it back to what I was saying is that acceptance would be you to be able to be your complete self in the setting that you, you know, that you were in at Mm. that time. You know, that's what's up, Danny boy. Um, And just, you know, I know we might be getting close to, uh, for you know, time for us to wrap it up. But one thing I wanted to, to also point out is the fact that. Malosi, Malosi says, you know, that she's essentially says that she's in the same boat with like trying to come out and like not really being able to right. come out to those who are even in her family and are open about their sexual identity. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I hella identify with that because I've had mm. so many, you know, encounters with queer folks as I was growing up. So many family members, you know, are queer and I too couldn't tell them right and people would always say well you know i kind of knew or you know Mm -hmm. we just was waiting for you like the waiting for you part i could appreciate the part where they're like we kind of knew i always have a problem with because it's like you don't know until the person tells you right right like you can assume and you can like okay well maybe this is you know like how they're going to be like it's all an assumption until they confirm it with you right Mm -hmm. right um and then one other note that I think with that is that like I feel like perpetrators who do who do like uh sexually violate um youth see see that you know see that in them and act upon it at least I'll speak for the for young men mm-hmm. right because I don't mm-hmm. know what it's like to be a young woman who was sexually violated mm. um <laughs> But as, you know, yeah, just, just thinking about the young men's perspective, right? Like, I think that perpetrators recognize that you got, as they would say, a little sugar in your tank or you're kind of feminine. Mm. And they might act upon it because of this, you know, just the sickness yeah. or the twistedness in their head. Yeah. And, then, and, and then even to think about, like, shit, what did they go through to inflict that on somebody else? You know right, what I mean? Right. I, it's so... It's so multi-layered. Yeah. But all that to bring it back to that, I hella understand what you're talking about, Malosi, when you, you can't bring yourself to tell those even who are comfortable in their truth. And one thing I want to give to you is that you have to have the conversation with yourself and find, exactly. it, in, find it in yourself to accept yourself. Mm. Exactly. Because maybe that's what the acceptance, uh, you know, the world of acceptance 
could look like is yeah. is you accepting yourself first and foremost. Yeah. Because then can't nobody take that from you. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That is true. Yeah. I think um I think just yeah, just really embracing your truth. And spending as much time as you need, you know, like the external, like the external part, it could be like your family's all together. This would be a great moment. No, you know, like you have your dad alone. No, no. You have your mom there. No, your sister that you trust. No, it's all about inside. Are you ready to release? And that's all that matters. That can take you a year. That can take you two years. That can take you another five. It may even take you five months. Mm -hmm. But whatever the case, you need to just, you know, be okay with that truth and embracing it and accepting it as as you move forward every day just tell you know tell yourself that you are you know who you are inside and there's no reason to be ashamed of it there's no Mm -hmm. reason to hide it but again that's a conversation you have alone and Mm -hmm. when that conversation becomes who you are now it's time to allow everyone else to be a part of that reality i think one uh in, in an episode that was when i shared my story with you danny boy but I said that I had to deal with my truth alone. Everyone wanted to wanted me to go public with mm-hmm. my relationship that I was, you know, that I'm in now. But I was um, sharing that I wasn't ready to share my relationship because mm-hmm. I wasn't even ready to share myself mm-hmm. in who I am as a queer woman. Right. Right. So, and that's a process even right now. You know, like I'm still walking forward and still becoming stronger and more confident in who I am as days, you know, progress. So, yeah. Just like, you know, just to kind of mimic what Danny Boy mentioned, like, be absolutely cemented in who you are internally and love that person, love everything about it. it you ha- there's no reason for you to not like it if that's who you identify with. Is there anything you want to add to that, Em? You know, with that, with the, the, the privilege that I hold in my identity, like, I'm calling on all <laughs> of the cishet folks out there like to really dig deep in your own selves and see like the world that we live in we also play a part of normalizing a certain set of privileges and power as like accepting and like for me just constantly every day waking up like realizing that um, like I just need to show up in one of those ways and what that looks like in real life for me is like always constantly talking to both of y'all about these conversations. Um, But more importantly, like just the element of listening, right? Yeah. Let me just sit and listen. And that's all like that, you know, like I can do unless told otherwise. That's true. So that's true. Any closing remarks? Listening. Yeah, I know. The power of listening, right? Thank, yeah. thank y'all for listening to it right now. I mean, it got it got heated, right? <laughs> it got heated at a few of those uh, uh, conversations. So. Yeah, yeah. We uh, salute you, Malosi. Yeah, I we yeah. salute you for real, for real. Thank yeah, you so we much, Malosi, for having the the strength and the courage and the bravery to hit us up, and please continue to hit us up. Yeah. We would yeah. love to keep you know sharing and yeah, you know. Like I said earlier, this was a real win, you know, yeah, right. because this is why we created the, this platform. Was, exactly. You know, like if you feel like you have no one to talk to, please know that you can talk to us and hit us up. And we respect your confidentiality and your space and your story. Um, 
That's true. And, and we can heal, you know, we can heal through this together. We can find strength together. Yeah. This right. is this is like one of the goals of our podcast is to be able to connect with our community. Yeah. Yeah. And have these deep healing conversations. Yeah. So. And just really quick, something just really came up. Um, I know we are in the um the month of suicide prevention and recovery. Yes. And right, um right. just to kind of just pull from this story of Malosi, you know, when you're dealing with the secret that's heavy, whether it's, you know, again, a, a story like this where you're in the closet or a story of you just feeling alone, depressed, um, just ice, whatever, whatever, any form of depression of just feeling unwanted or unseen, uh, un, not visible. If you're dealing with any type of weight, weighted secret and you feel alone, like figure out, try to. Oh, how, what do I want to say? Just try to find the right circle or friend to really be around. And you don't necessarily have to confide your truth. But if that friend is a good enough friend that, you know, you're obviously feeling safe enough to go around, then that friend will automatically pick up something that they can find a way to help the the very thing that's not that you're not able to communicate. Mm. So just get around someone, people that you trust, and you don't have to say anything. But make sure that person like knows you well enough to know that something's wrong. Mm. And yeah. something, you know, mm. like something needs to be, you know, they need to do something, whether they sit and hang out with you more, they take you out, they help process, whatever. Like, again, you don't have to confess anything, but right. just make sure you put yourself around people to where they're able to, and it's the the right person. Yeah. To where they're able to detect like something's wrong with my lossy. Yeah. She's not she's not her normal self, and hopefully in that you're able to get the right help, you're able to get the right support, and just you know we want to avoid like just any 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 room for people just feeling so low and so depressed to where think they end up making other decisions and yeah. I don't know if you guys want to kind of add on to that. Can please. I add to that? Yeah, please. Because yeah. I want to. I want to take it back to what I said earlier about yes, um, having suicidal ideation. Yes, about mm. my sex. You know, about my sexual orientation mm. and sexual identity. Um, and it's been such a, it's been such a hard road, right? Like, one thing I want to offer to you, Malosi, is to definitely trust the process. Yeah, mm. and even going back to the points that Bex made about like it is on your own time when yes. you are ready. Um, and and then one more point to take it back to my story is that you know how folks always say give it to God right like when you're going through so much give it to God mm. you can even though you have been taught that like this is ungodly these right. these feelings and these emotions and these desires you have even though you've been taught that they're ungodly you can take it to God because God will show you the will show you what's what, mm. right? Yes. Because and I can say that because that's what I did. Wow. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't for that conversation that I had and that wow. like that like spiritual moment that I was like trying to go through in my life wow. to come to that realization, yeah. I may not have I may not be here today. Wow, wow right? that's and, real, D boy. And so so just 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 take it there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes. Not not necessarily take it to the altar, but take it to the prayer, right? Take it yes. to the prayer. Yes. Do certain things you need to do, um, and you will see. Wow. You will see. Yeah. Thank you. 
you sure you don't go to church? I does not. I does sure not. Like, that was hella encouraging. You I better preach, in, Bishop. I grew, I grew up in the church. And I got mad respect. I love the church. Yeah. There's so yeah. many great things, you know, with the church. Just the community that is there. Right. Yeah. But then, of course, with anything, right, there's also problematic shit. So we just got to love the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. a it's a process. It's a process. It's a piece of me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but damn, that was... That was, that, was, that was deep. Yes. Right on. Shout out to you, Milo. So you know who you are. Yes. And we love you. We yeah, love you. I love you. And for anyone who can identify with that story, again, hit us up with your email. Or if there's anything you want to share, I mean, we are not certified, uh, you know, therapists. And no, not by far. We don't have a license. Um, well, someone <laughs> might have a license soon right next to us, but... We don't have that license. Y'all experience is certified enough. Yes. We will give you our best. Okay. Yeah. You heard it from (laughs) S-Boy. Dang. Where's D-Boy's face? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We will do our best in giving you just from our experience, you know, just advice, encouragement. And yeah, we're just grateful that you guys are able to trust, you know, that type of. You know, Word. man, thank y'all for sharing. Us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. Shout out to M who came and shared the state with the, the not- stage, <laughs> the studio space with us. The notorious E H M. M. If y'all have any questions about me, don't ask <laughs> me. <laughs> man, if we had more time, I would ask M to kind of spit one of her um, spoken words, but we don't have that time here. Another. It's space. a wrap. It's okay. I got a video. We'll shoot. We'll. Find me on uh, Bex Bumble and you guys will see the video. But anyhow, in closing, (laughs) I know we didn't go over, but do we have any announcements we want to give out before we close? No? No. We're good. We're good. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. So how are you going to take care of yourself? Mm. How are you going to take care of yourself this this week, week? Em? Yeah, that's a good question. I could go. Yeah. Um. Last week, I said that I was going to take care of myself by getting some sleep. I did not do that. Wow. Oh, my God. It was a total fail. Help and so I, I'm just going to own it. I'm going to be open and honest, and I'm going to say I'm going to do the same thing this week. I'm going to be intentional and get some sleep mm. because I think it's what's added to my frustration today. Yeah. I really, you know, sleep is essential for all of us. And so definitely get your aid in. Yeah. However you can get it. Yep. If it's in intervals, you know, naps here and there, but get get your sleep. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. What about you, Em? Okay. This I'm gonna take care of myself by really getting some sleep too. Uh I'm gonna try to continue on my journey at you know, in my health and fitness through the gym. Look at you. you Look at you. Oh, Who me, wants to join? Me. Let's and, let's and, do this. And, and Jean what are the requirements? Does too. And Jean. <laughs> oh, Jean. What do you get? What do you? Let's go on a walk. <laughs> let's do it. Not for real. <laughs> I, let's do it. Let's 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 Where? let's do that. Where? That's a good question. Well, we live near each other. Yeah. Oh, it's not we're gonna, fair. We're going to FaceTime you, Bex. We're going to FaceTime I'll, I'll, you. I'll do that. I like that type of walk. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And you know what? Power of prayer. Really going to mm. try my, you know, constantly every day um, challenge myself to pray. Cause yes, Lord. Well, there's a lot of things to pray for in this lifetime. Yes, Lord. <laughs> like me. What about you, Bex? Okay, so I think I am going to read 
I just got this Ooh. book. Nice, nice. And I am excited to read it with my partner. Yeah. So we need this book in our life right now, especially with um, everything that's been happening just um, in our lives and in yeah. our family. So, yeah, we are excited. We're going to be a couple that reads together. Yeah. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. I'll be Word. posting some nuggets yes. from the from the book. From the book. So yeah. So yeah. What book is it? It's called Attached. Mm. Yeah. And it basically helps um I forgot the name of the author, but um they Sounds give, like an R and B song. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sounds like a movie title. <laughs> Attached. <laughs> Can y'all be serious this time? Like, <laughs> guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but the book is called Attached, and it focuses on, like, relationship and how to build and how to communicate. And personality type, like, it speaks about the love language. Mm. Word. The five Whoa. love language. Wait, what's Yo. your love? Sorry, this is, but what's Do your love language? Quality time. Really? That's your number one? Number one. Wow. What about you, D-Boy? Mine's is acts of service. Okay. Oh. Acts of service? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Service to ass. What you think about that? Sir, serve the ass? She's, that like, what kind serve of serve? That ass. She's like, what kind of serve service? That ass. Serve the ass. Here. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of service? Who's that? What kind of dad is that? <laughs> Lord help us. Okay, Lord, see, see where, where she we, does This service? is where we end in prayer. Father. So your act of service? Acts yeah. of service? Acts of service. What's your second one? My second one is I think it's quality time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So if there's be, anybody it might out be there? words of affirmation. I can't. Ooh. Mine's is words of affirmation. That's is that your number, number one? one? Sure. Number one. What's number wow. two? Quality time. Wait, I, was, I honestly thought you're, you were quality time. That was number one. No, but. words of affirmation. Isn't there a love language that's physical touch? Yes. yes. That's my okay. second. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, y'all, yeah, okay, guys, we're going to end in prayer. Because I feel like there's about to be a nasty comment <laughs> coming out of that. But yes, that's how we're going to take care of ourselves, y'all. All right, yeah. Thank Man. you for tuning in. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll see much you for again next me. Monday. Thank you. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Anne, for being you. our first guest, being on the show hey. with us. It's been thank really you. wonderful to privilege. have you in this space. I am super, super honored. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And we hope you'll come back again. Yeah, I'll come back again and again. What yeah. are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture.